I would stop, right? Not with alcohol, man. Alcohol was just like, nah, keep going. You got this. You got this. I was jeopardizing my life. And they were just trying to keep me alive. And now it's time for episode 168. <laughs> What's happening, TWT fans? It is June 22nd, 2023, and I'm so glad to have you all back here with me. It is so nice that summer is officially here, and I'm so happy to be, uh, you know, alive today. I'm very happy to be alive today. Um, but before I get into anything, let me start off by saying thank you to the new subscribers and thank you to all my subscribers who keep me coming back here week after week. Of course, if you're new, checking out the podcast, hit that subscribe button. If you want to get more involved with the podcast, that's right. You want to send out and tell me your story. T-A-L-K-I-M with Topher at gmail.com. Go ahead and send it out to the official email of the podcast. That's talkingwithtopher at gmail.com. And then don't forget about that link tree. Click the link tree. All right. Go ahead into the description below the video. It's the easiest way to find access to everything TWT. It's just that easy. Now, with all that out of the way, I am just loving this weather. I'm loving, loving this weather. It is beautiful out there. The sun is shining and the birds are chirping. And I have been writing in my journal for over a year now. Um, Pretty pretty awesome. Um, you know, I've been thankful for so much in my life. And, um, you know, one of the biggest things that I'm thankful for today is this podcast. Um, this podcast has helped me stay away from alcohol for over three years. Um, being able to go over my insecurities, my fuck ups, my, um, just anything I've done wrong to, Be able to speak freely here and to have so many people uh, reach out to me and let me know that I've helped them or they're looking forward to new episodes is just, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And, you know, I really, really do appreciate everybody uh, who is looking for more, who keeps up to date with me, who keeps coming all my guests that come on the podcast. I am so thankful for all of it. Um, and, and it's just been, it's been absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, and now, now that it's officially summer here in, uh, 2023 and I got no place to go or no place that I can think of to go, but I want to do something this summer. Don't you? I'm so tired of sitting around in the house. And I remember when I used to have major money problems and it was because I was always drinking and it was because I was always buying things that were completely and absolutely unnecessary. I was 
going out to eat. I was going to the movies. I was doing all these things, and I had all these experiences, which is why I have spent the last, well, three years of my life uh, rebuilding my financial system that I have completely and absolutely uh, destroyed uh, while I was drinking. And I made lots of poor choices, and now I'm like, man, I can't go out here. I can't go do this. It's easier to stay at home and just do all these things because if I do it like this, then I don't have any uh, money woes, right? I don't have to think about what I've wasted. Everything that I'm doing today is helping me move forward in my life. And unfortunately, when you spend so much time in a bad spot and doing the things that hurt you by spending your money, going into debt, having all these cool things, having all those cool experiences, and then you lose out on so much because now you're trying to recoup all that. So I put myself in this situation, and now it's become a boring, repetitive day in, day out with a better look at the future. And I just got to get out more. It's, it's summer. It's beautiful out. And what am I doing? You know, I got to do something besides just pay the bills, just go to work, and just go to jujitsu. There's got to be more to it. I got to have some more life experiences. And that's what I'm going to try and work on this summer. Man, I remember the days of old, right? You know, always, I always go back to it. I always go back to it. Everything was so easy back then. But when I was a kid, it was looked upon to be living at home past 18 as a bad thing. Now it's almost encouraged to stay home as long as you can. But when I was growing up, College was like, if you did not go to college, you were not going anywhere in life. Nope. Not, what? No college education. You are not going anywhere. And today, I find that to be less and less true. I think you can go further without college today. Hell, we got AI that could probably teach you everything that you need to know in college. And by the time you're ready for college, Who knows where artificial intelligence will be? Who knows if you'll even need school anymore? I mean, Neuralink just got approved by the FDA. Before I get into any of that, that's wild. That's wild to think about. But man, you know, if I didn't, move out of my parents' house as soon as I was 18. And I don't know if moving out of my parents when I was 18 was the part that, like, needed to be different. I think it was the way it was done. Lots of yelling and screaming. You know, my girlfriend at the time called my mom a cunt. I wish I didn't, I wish I didn't encourage her to do that. My mom is far from a cunt. She's an amazing person. And I've only grown to understand this today, you know? I've, I've grown to understand this today. I, I really have. You know, I always thought my dad was such a hard ass. 
and such a pain in the ass. But I was also fearful of him. And now, well, I know that he's not. I know that he wasn't. He was just trying to protect me. The only way he knew how. With force. And I thank him for that today. Just like I thank my mom for doing all the things that she's done. All the stupid relationships that I was in when I was a kid. And my mom was like, you can't hang out with this person anymore. He's a bad influence. Boy, did I hate my mom for that. When my parents told me I couldn't go to the dance. Because they didn't want me hanging out with that girl. Boy, did I hate my parents. Or maybe they took some of my toys away because I did something wrong. Took my games away. Grounded me. Ruined my summer. Now I understand why they ruined my summer. They ruined my summer because I ruined theirs first. (laughs) They felt it was only fair. I didn't think I ruined their summer. I was just having fun. I was just having fun. But I wasn't. I wasn't having fun. I was being stupid. I was being stupid. I was jeopardizing my livelihood. I was jeopardizing their livelihood. I was jeopardizing my life. And they were just trying to keep me alive. So even though the days of old are no longer existent, they were easier times. We could get away with a lot more. And today, man, you just can't get anything past anybody. You just can't. It's not the same. We didn't have to worry about fentanyl. If I wanted to go try heroin, I could. If I wanted to go do this, I could. When I was at the raves, eating acid and molly at the same time and candy flipping, having the time of my life, didn't exist a different time today the only message I have for everybody out there is if you are trying anything and I don't know if I've talked about this too many weeks in a row but I don't think we can talk about this too much I think this is something that needs to be talked about more and more is that you have to be careful out there today You have to be fearful of what you're getting into. And the only recommendation that I have for everybody out there is go and get one of those drug tests that tells you what's in the drug. You just can't, you can't try something. You just can't try something, man. It was so much easier. It was so much easier back then. And I never thought I'd ever say anything like that. I sound like my parents. That's what they used to tell me all the time. When we were, oh man, we used to have parties. And I don't know if I talked about this on here yet. I might have. I've talked about it a lot, so I don't remember. That's another thing about my mind. Even though it's gotten better, vocabulary's gotten better, retention's gotten better, I still have problems uh, bringing back old memories or... Remembering what I did last week. But like certain things, they stick. 
But when I was when when I was drinking and we were living at my parents' house, we we threw a bunch of parties, you know, and I threw we well my sister threw a party once, and that shit got so out of hand. It was so crazy, um, you know, and we thought we were just having fun. I think I told you about the one where, um. You know, I, I, I was drag racing up and down the street and got to the end of the street, forgot to hit the brakes, like ran over somebody's bush and stuff. But another time I got super hammered and I was walking down the street, you know, and we're walking through the neighborhood and I walk up onto this guy, this person's lawn and they just planted like new pine trees. So they were only maybe an inch, inch and a half thick. And I thought I was so cool carrying around my serrated knife. And I just started chopping that tree down. Chopping it down. Everybody's watching. And I just kept chopping and chopping and chopping. And that tree would not come down. You think, you think I would stop, right? Not with alcohol, man. Alcohol was just like, nah, keep going. You got this. You got this. I go, alcohol, we got this? You got this. I said, okay. And I took another swipe at that tree, missed the tree, and cut my calf wide open. You think that stopped me from getting the tree? Nope, that just made me angry. One, I just cut my brand new pants. Two, I just cut myself. And three, now there's blood all over me. I mean, it is just filling up my shoe. So I get angrier, and I just keep chopping that damn tree until I finally cut it down. And then I take the tree... And I think I threw it in the road, which is so stupid. Because if I was driving on that road and I had to avoid a tree, I'd be like, who the fuck did this? And why would you throw it in the road so that now I have to avoid it? But, man, it was this, excuse me, it was a simpler time. It was a simpler time. There was no cameras on everybody's house. There was nobody watching. Nobody had cell phones. We could get away with so much. We used to go into the brand new construction. And I don't even think you can do this anymore. But we used to go in there. We used to fuck shit up. I mean, fuck shit up. I remember one time going into one of the brand new houses that one of the, I think high school, I think it was Pinkerton. I think they had a, like a building program. They would send students to learn construction, part of a program. And we used to go in there and it was a great hiding spot. We could smoke pot in there. We could drink in there. We could smoke cigarettes in there. And then when we were all fucked up, there was all kinds of shit to fucking play with. Nail guns, paint, 
sharp thing. Who the? I mean, so much shit. I remember taking five gallon buckets of paint and kicking them down the stairs. You know that how everything's all just wood and exposed. There's no windows in yet. Nothing. It's just a a, a skeleton that's been boxed in with a roof on it. Just kicking five gallon buckets of paint down the stairs, spray painting the walls, you know, taking a sludge hammer and breaking two by fours. God, think about all that shit today. And I'm like, why? Why did I do that? I thought it was fun. But I thought a lot of the things I did when I was young was <laughs> were fun. Turns out it's just, uh, the state of mind. Because none of that sounds fun today. None of it. It all sounds like work to me. You know? I remember climbing around in those houses. You know? Finding hiding spots. Finding ones that we could hide things in. Go back to them later. And I don't know. I don't remember how many, like, things, like, we would just tell people, hey, meet me at this construction zone. And then we'd have our shit hu- hidden at the construction zone. And we'd do business there. Because <laughs> we couldn't go home. Just wild times. Wild times. One time, we were hanging out in a sewer drain. One of the big ones. You could actually, like, put a lawn chair in it and sit in it. The water would run underneath the lawn chair. There'd be frogs and all kinds of shit going on. And we were sitting there playing with our BB guns. And uh, one of my friends was like, okay. You know, they were talking about, like, having balance and making a shot. And he loads up the BB gun, and he tells our other friend, yeah, well, put your... Stand right here, you know, and I'm going to rest the gun on your head. And I'm going to shoot that tin can. Now, I know what you're thinking. This is a stupid, stupid idea. And you would be correct. But because you know what happened. But he's like, all right, so don't move. I'm going to count down, and then I'm going to pull the trigger. So, he's he's freaking out, right? I mean, I, I, I'm freaking out right now. I'm sweating. I was there. I saw this go down. I wasn't sweating or freaking out then. I thought it was hilarious. I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be so funny. And <laughs> starts counting down. Three, two. One, pulls the trigger. As he pulls the trigger, my other friend lifts up. Well, that BB went right into his skull. (laughs) Right into his skull. Instantaneously, blood starts pouring out. Now, mind you, the compression on this BB gun was minimal. It was one of those quick one pumps, luckily, luckily. I mean, if this was a 10 pump, this would be a totally different story today. 
But luckily, it was just a one pump. So what it did was is it went into the skin and it went up. So it just ripped the skin, rode the skull a little bit. And, of course, there was crying, there was blood, and, uh, yeah, let's just say the rest of the afternoon did not go so well after that. We should have stuck to playing with RC cars and uh, just hanging out in the sewer drain. Um, But always got to take it to that next level. Um, And, you know, just like at the party uh, last week, You know, you never really find out what not to do until you find out what not to do. And the only way most males figure it out is by trying it out. That's it. You got to try it out. And we tried it out, and that kid had a BB stuck in his head, and it was no good for business. Just like my nephew dunking a basketball while he's jumping from poolside to poolside. And my mother-in-law is freaking out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Don't You almost hit the edge. I go, hey, hey, hey. Calm down. As soon as they hit that edge, they're going to figure it out. They're going to get it. It just, you got to let them get it. You got to let them get it. That's how we learn. I did stupid shit. I fucking got into accidents. Shit went wrong. I hurt myself. Somebody got hurt in the process. And then we go, ooh, that was too far. That was too, too far. It's like riding a dirt bike. And then, you know, sometimes you think you can take that corner and that sand eats you up, throws you off that bike. Well, you learned you're not going to take that turn that fast again. But we have to learn by doing We don't learn by listening. And that is also a false statement because we do learn by listening. You can learn by listening. The problem is, is that we don't believe what we hear. We only believe what we see and what we do. And if I can do something, then I believe it can be done until I realize it can't. So you have to learn by doing. And that's how every uh, young person grows up. You know, you don't want to listen to the parents. You don't want to listen to me. And that's fine. You don't have to. But I will tell you how bad it could turn out. And if you choose not to listen, well, then that is your choice. Well, it's summer. That's right. It's here officially. And You know what that means. We got to go to Slow Down Clothing. These guys have it all. Shirts, hats, you name it, they got it. I mean, they got new stuff all the time. It's amazing. The collection keeps growing and growing and growing and growing. Look at all these new designs to slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. That's right, slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. Where are you getting your summer gear this year? Huh? Where are you getting it? Let me tell you where you're getting it. You're getting it where you can save some money, and I'm going to help you save some money this year. All you have to do is put in the promo code. Huh? That's right. T-O-P-H-E-R. Put that promo code in before you check out, and it's going to save you an extra 10% off your entire purchase. It's time for the beach. 
beaches? Yeah, so get your towels, get your swim shorts, and don't forget about all the rest of the great stuff that you can get from this amazing website today. Not only do they have clothing, but they've also got kids' tees, they've got skateboards, and I mean so much more. The list goes on and on and on and on and on and on. This website just keeps growing and the selection just keeps getting better. So remember, go to slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com today and let TWT save you some money on your summer gear this year by putting in promo code T-O-P-H-E-R before you check out for an extra 10% off that purchase. You can only do it here. Slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com and let TWT save you some money today. And I'm back, everybody. What's happening? It's so good to be back. All right, so it is time for Topher's Topics. Check this out. Doctors perform brain surgery on a baby before she was born, and now she's thriving. Uh, medical science is absolutely insane today. I mean, all the things that are happening. Let's check this out. On September 14th, um, we were able to have our first ultrasound. We saw baby. We're extremely excited. This was baby number four for Derek and Kenyatta Coleman, a girl named Denver, and they were excited. But then at their routine 30-week ultrasound, a nightmare began. Saw my doctor and, you know, we sat down and then she shared with me that um, just something wasn't right um, in terms of the baby's brain and also her heart was enlarged. The concern was this that big colorful mass you're looking at in baby Denver's brain. It's known as a vein of Galen malformation. It shouldn't exist. Simply put, this vein was getting too much blood and too quickly. Ironically, despite all of this blood going to the brain, it's not supplying brain tissue, it's just going through the malformation like a short circuit right back to the heart. Dr. Darren Orbach, a radiologist at Boston Children's Hospital, typically treats these rare malformations right after a baby is born. But too often, that can be too late. 50 to 60% of all babies with this condition will get very sick immediately. Um, for those, it looks like there's about a 40% mortality. So Orbach and his team offered Kenyatta and Derek something new, a chance to treat Denver before she was born in utero. Wow, now keep in mind, in utero surgery also means they had to take two patients to the operating room instead of one. Right. And they had to then very carefully thread a catheter right into the middle of that gigantic blood vessel inside a very tiny baby brain. What was the biggest risk? I would say the biggest risk is the uh, fear of injury to the brain. Uh, we are accessing the head uh, through the skull and through the dura and back into the big collecting vein. In order to accomplish this, Kenyatta was taken to the operating room and given an epidural. And then Denver was rotated into the right position and given anesthesia to keep her from moving. Wow. So after learning that she was in the ideal position, that was more confirmation for me. Like, there's no backing out of this. So babies in utero, you sort of, baby is flipped so that the back of the head 
is towards the abdominal wall. So this would be toward you as the surgeon here. Needle is gonna go then through the abdominal wall of mom and then through the occipital bone right here. And at that point, we introduced the microcatheter through the needle and, and went up through the sinus to get to the big vein. And through that needle, these tiny little coils were used to fill up the vein and change that big colorful mass into something that looks like this. The actual procedure itself took just around 20 minutes. Whoa. Just two days later, Denver was born, happy, healthy, both baby and family. So this is Miss Denver Coleman, and she's about to change the world. Wow, that is some wild stuff, is it not? I mean, it is getting crazy. And I did say earlier that Neuralink did get FDA approved. I'm just wondering what happens when you need an upgrade. <laughs> How many times can they open up your head and give you an upgrade to that Neuralink that's going to be FDA approved? This is another crazy, insane medical breakthrough. Man with paralysis walks naturally after brain spine implants what does this even mean let's find out well this morning a remarkable medical breakthrough a man is now walking more than a decade after suffering a paralyzing spinal cord injury 40 year old gert jan oskem was injured in a motorcycle accident more than a decade ago it prevented him from taking a single step but now doctors in switzerland have helped him regain his ability to walk through his thoughts. What? Two years ago, I got in contact with a team of scientists in Switzerland, and then I could participate in a clinical trial for a uh, brain-spine interface where they uh, put implants in my uh, brain and in my back to, to learn to walk again. Amazing. Here's how it works. What? The implants in the brain track intentions for movements, right? What he's thinking about moving, those are wirelessly transferred to a processing unit that a person wears externally, like a backpack. You saw him wearing it there. He says he can now walk about the length of a football field and stand without using his hands for a few minutes. He's even attempting to get up and down stairs on his own. Holy shit. So maybe like Neuralink, that's, that. That's basically what Neuralink is. Neuralink is a, a component that they attach to your brain that's basically going to feed you information. Um, I do think that one day we're not even going to... It'll be funny because there'll be a day where they're like, oh, remember when we used to carry around our cell phones? Wasn't that a silly time? Wasn't it? That was so silly. Why did we carry around our cell phones? Holy shit. So this guy has two implants put in. It sends a message to the implant on his spine, and then that tells his legs to move. I mean, absolutely amazing, amazing stuff. You know, just like those uh, people that lose their legs and they get those blades put on. I mean, they can run faster than the person with real legs. So all these, um, what do they call them? 
Mm, pro. What the hell is it called? You get a hand and an arm and legs. Prosthetics. So all these prosthetics are turning out to be better than what we have naturally. When does that become an issue? Because I'll tell you right now, if I could have my shoulders, my knees, and my hips replaced forever, and they never wear out, cause me pain, and I never lose mobility, man, I, I think I'd do it. But I don't know if I want Neuralink because I don't really care for a world where nobody talks. Because I think knowing people's thoughts could be more dangerous than just listening to them in general. I think it, I think it could get squirrely. Because, I mean, if you could get in trouble for your thoughts, man, we'd all be fucked. We'd be all fucked. If we, if we, if everybody knew all of our thoughts all the time, I mean, I have some weird thoughts and it's nothing that I would actually act upon, but you, you think it sometimes you think of all kinds of weird stuff. Sometimes you go, ah, that's a weird thought. Why did I, but don't put yourself down for having those thoughts. You should only put yourself down if you act upon your thoughts because not all thoughts are good. It's just depending on what you do. With the thoughts that are good or bad, right? You're allowed to have your thoughts. But what if we live in a world where our, all of our thoughts are known and we're judged on all of our thoughts, whether we act on them or not? I don't think that's a good thing. So, um, I think I touched on this a little bit without actual facts and stuff like that a couple weeks ago. Uh, but the North Shore City becomes the sixth Massachusetts community to decriminalize psychedelic mushrooms. That's right. Salem, Massachusetts recently became the sixth Massachusetts community to move toward ending arrests involving psilocybin and psychoactive compound found in so-called magic mushrooms. The FDA has classified the psychedelic as a breakthrough therapy for depression after nine members of the Salem City Council voted May 11th to approve the measure. Psilocybin is converted by the blood into a substance similar to the neurotransmitter serotonin, said Dr. Mayabel Shield, a researcher and self-described cure neurodigestion. Virgent stoner scientist. I have no idea what that means. This is a win for science and the neurodivergent community to advance life-saving research on complex inner workings of our brains, said Shield, a Salem resident. The measure had an unlikely proponent in Lucas Miller, the chief of police for the city who endorsed the measure before the city's final vote. The indications that psilocybin could be helpful for opiate addiction is something that should not be ignored. We lose about 20 people in Salem a year to opioid overdose. Previous communities to adopt similar measures are Cambridge, Somerville, Northampton, East Hampton, and Amherst. According to the Bay Staters, 
for Natural Medicine, a group that advocates for decriminalizing plant-derived medicines. Our communities deserve access to these plant medicines. From parents to veterans to law enforcement, many different types of people are working through trauma with these gifts of nature. They, they are becoming more conscientious and more compassionate versions of themselves. It's beautiful, remarked James Davis, a co-founder of the Bay Staters. The Salem City Council is expected to take another unanimous vote next week, sending the measure to the mayor's desk. This is amazing, everybody. This is absolutely amazing, and it's so true. Um, I honestly do have to say um, I believe that microdosing psilocybin um, and everything else that I've done for myself has gotten me to where I am today. It helps me be more compassionate. It helps me with my anger. It helps me with my uh, anxiety. It helps me with my addiction to alcohol. It helps with so much. And I'm not saying that this is an end-all, be-all. And it may not be for you. But like it was discussed many weeks ago when my guest Brendan come on, came on, it, everything is not for everybody. And if this stuff goes legal, which it all should, you should be capable of going and talking to a doctor or a therapist or somebody that you can work with so that this could be an option maybe for yourself one day, but you got to do it the right way. You can't just take it. It's not a party drug. You don't want to do these things in an environment that's too chaotic. These are great medications that can help a ton of people out there under the proper supervision. And it's helped me. It's helped me tremendously. So to see this happening in real time is absolutely amazing. Two miniature donkeys. That's right. I said donkeys. Two miniature donkeys rescued on a highway by a construction crew. Mother and daughter. This is so funny. It's the case of a jailbreak, mistaken identity, and beautiful collaboration on the side of a highway. They're good boys who made a really bad mistake. So here's the, the fence that caused the problem right here. 12-15 last Tuesday, reports of a donkey and a cow or is it a horse, started coming into police and onto Facebook. Tanya Byron was at work. He's so cute. She thought the suspects sounded familiar. And they thought Scout was a little, a cow. One went south, the other north. A construction crew corralled Scout and ran to the nearby farm to get an expert. The farmer said, nope, that's a donkey, a naughty, naughty donkey. A scouty is kind of the um, annoying little brother. He acts like he's innocent all the time and he's afraid of things and nothing's happening, but he's the instigator. Mm -hmm. Tanya's father, Dave, got to the highway scene first. I saw all these cruisers and a semi and cars stopped. 
and I was sure I was gonna find a donkey on the road. I was just, my heart stopped. Fear not, yeah. Mr. Fuzzy Pants oh. was in good hands. So the trucker and I worked together. She had already pulled over and I used my truck to push the donkey back to the right side of the road. Carrie grabbed a leash from her truck. Daughter Callie joined the rescue mission. <laughs> that donkey was clearly distressed. And so my daughter was like the horse whisperer. She calmed the donkey and the donkey had just loved her right up. The Byrons are grateful to the whole cast of characters who stepped up to help, Aww. calling it the New Hampshire way. It was absolutely amazing, the number of people that helped. Brave little girl, I mean, she just, uh, I'm really thankful to her. She probably saved Fuzzy Pants. Dave pushed and pulled Mr. Fuzzy Pants, kind of like this, a mile to get him home hopped into his horse trailer to go back for Scout. A reunion is planned between Scout and Mr. Fuzzy Pants and their rescuers in June. They're all going to meet right here. We're That's so cool. I mean, I know exactly what he means when he says his heart stopped. Um, when my dog Barry got out multiple times, I mean, it is one of the worst feelings in the world. And I can only imagine that being magnified by a hundred if it's your kid it's just it's 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 such an awful awful feeling um but luckily the donkey survived and uh that's that's really really cute really cute i'm glad they're okay um but man <laughs> mr mr fuzzy pants <laughs> All right, and next one is passenger opens emergency exit during a flight. Why, you goddamn people? Ugh. It's shocking video just as Memorial Day travel kicks into high gear. A disturbed man opens a plane door during a flight while panic passengers. Why is nobody trying to close it? It went on for five long minutes. So how could this possibly happen? Airplane doors are supposed to be kept airtight and locked. Les Trent spoke with an aviation expert to find out. Absolute terror. A passenger just opened the airplane door mid-flight. Why? Feet said to be impossible. 194 passengers are on board and they're getting battered by the intense wind. Imagine how they must be freaking out. The plane was 600 feet off the ground, minutes from landing in South Korea when it happened. Witnesses say the passenger was sitting next to the emergency door. He apparently showed no signs that anything was wrong when he suddenly removed a plastic cover, pulled a lever, and the door slid open. How is that even possible? Oh, they Today, were, everyone is wondering they weren't how high the enough. heck this happened. How the heck do you open the door not supposed to open midair? It's supposed to be impossible. How did it happen? I think the most important thing to identify in Whoa. this story is the phase of flight that this occurred in. This was at the landing of the aircraft when they are going in for their final approach. It actually is possible to open an emergency exit door. The man could not have opened the door at 20 or 30,000 feet. Right. It is physically impossible to open that door when the cabin is pressurized and it's at its normal cruising altitude. Nine people had to be treated at the hospital for breathing difficulties. Talk about scary. 
Yeah, so that makes sense. That's what I thought. So because they were at 700 feet uh, and they were coming to a land, the cabin was no longer pressurized, so therefore the door could be opened. But again, did he just open it? Did he jump out? What was he trying to do? Was he just seeing if it could be done? I do not know what the hell is going on with people, but I'm telling you right now, flying an airplane is probably worse than being on the fucking subway. Maybe they're equal. I mean, people dress and act the exact same way like they're on a New York subway on the airplanes today. It's absolutely disgusting. I, I, I remember a day when it was an event to go on the plane. And when you went on the plane, everybody was very respectful. And those days are gone. And it's like, why are they gone? Why do you feel it's necessary to clip your toenails while you're in a, on an airplane? Or why do you feel like you can just wear your bathing suit or Crocs or sandals? It's like, it used to be an event. You used to have to dress up to get on an airplane. And now today, it's just not the same. But yet the prices are more, they do less for you, and the people are worse. Why is that? Do you think it's because of everything I just mentioned? Maybe the prices being increased and them doing less for us on the planes has made the experience worse, and therefore more people don't appreciate it anymore? I don't know. I don't know, but that's crazy shit, man. I, 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 I'm sorry. I, I would... I think I would have tried to close it, but you probably couldn't, right? It probably swung open, and then it got stuck open. You would have to, like, reach out, try and grab it, and pull it back in. Now you're pulling against the wind. I mean, that would just probably be like a vacuum. That would probably pull you out. Now you're going to be like that gremlin on the side of the plane and um oh my god what was that show it was a show it was black and white guy was freaking out twilight zone he was like no there's a gremlin on the plane they're like sir there's nothing on the plane wing there's nothing there sir and then it would pop up nah. that would be that would be me trying to close the door getting sucked out Hopefully grabbing onto the wing, except I don't know if I'd be going, ha, ha, ha. I'd probably be going, ha, you know. Probably wouldn't be able to breathe, end up passing out, letting go of the wing, and then falling into whatever ocean they were above before they landed in, are they going to South Korea? Probably South Korea, right? Wild. Wild stuff. It's wild times out there right now. So, you know. Be safe out there. Be safe everywhere. Driving, flying, on a plane, train, automobile, wherever you're doing. Man, you got to be safe and look at all of your surroundings all the time. Get your nose out of the phone. Unplug as much as you can. I really feel like that's going to help a lot of people survive these days. Um, man, I've watched so many people on their phone while they're driving, and it is scary when you pass somebody uh, going 80 miles an hour and they've got their nose in their phone and you're like, Jesus Christ, 
as soon as they have to react, it's going to be too late. You know, it's going to be too late. And with that all being said, everybody, I just want to say thank you. Thank you to all my subscribers. Thank you to the new subscribers. I greatly appreciate you. You are all what keeps me coming back here week after week. So thank you, thank you, thank you. If you are new to the podcast, that's right, you stopping by, checking it out, maybe somebody sent you a link. Well, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. It's the one thing I'm asking everybody to do, all right? It's the most important thing you can do. It helps the podcast grow. Don't forget to give a thumbs up for all the videos, including all the guest videos, all right? And if you want to tell your story, you want to get more involved, you want to be on the podcast, T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com. That's the where you send your emails out to. You can send audio, video, or type it out. Just send it over to the official email of the podcast, talkingwithtopher at gmail.com. And if you're looking for more Talking With Topher, social media, go ahead in the description below the video and click that link tree you can also share the link tree to all your friends help me make the podcast bigger by spreading it around so copy share or click go subscribe and follow either way i hope you have an amazing rest of your thursday and be safe out there enjoy the first weekend of summer and as always i will talk to you Later.